You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 119. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about how to keep your weight loss promises. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. That is where you can work with me. If you're interested, get on that wait list. It's in the show notes. Now, let's talk about what we're going to cover in our coaching session today. I want to talk about what usually happens for you when you try to make a change, when you try to do something new, to do something that you really want to be able to master. What happens when you make a promise? Do you keep it or do you usually not keep it? And I want to clarify what I mean when I talk about commitments and promises. Why does it seem easier? I'll bet you can relate to this. Why does it seem easier to keep promises to other people than promises to yourself? And why does it even matter so much whether you really do what you say you'll do? I have a feeling that you already know that it does matter, but I really want you to understand that and learn how to get over the hump of doing something that you say you'll do all the time. And we're also going to talk about keeping your own promises to yourself so that you can do what you want to do, what you really want to do, change your eating so you can eat naturally and get to your natural weight. Now, what usually happens when you make a promise, you say you're going to do something, you have a plan, whatever that plan is, you set an intention in your mind, meaning that you say, okay, tomorrow morning, here's what I'm going to do. But then in the moment of making that decision, of keeping that promise, of taking that action, in that moment, you forget it. You're distracted by whatever is happening and you're trying to create a new pathway, right? A new habit. And that new pathway in your brain, it's not established. It's not strong if it's there at all. So you don't just have that easy feeling of, oh, this is just what I do. And so when it comes up, the reminder that you have to do this, that you want to do this, you simply forget. That's one of the most common things that happens. Another thing that happens when you're trying to get yourself to keep your promise is that you do have an idea of what you're going to do. You are aware that you want to do it. You do remember it. But in the moment, in that very moment, the pull of the old habit feels so strong. And you tell yourself that you feel powerless against that urge, against the old habits. So you quickly give up and you default to what you've always done. And your lower brain says something like this, oh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? You could just start tomorrow. This won't make a difference anyway. It's so small. And the third thing that usually happens if you've been trying to get yourself to keep those promises is maybe you don't even make a real promise to yourself. Maybe you just say, oh, I'm going to try to do that. So in the moment, it doesn't even register. It's not a firm commitment that you want to do something different. All it is, is a very faint reminder. And a faint reminder is very easy to ignore. When these things happen, you do not 
really have a firm commitment or promise to yourself. What is a commitment? What is a promise? And what's the difference when you say that you're going to try to do something? A commitment is a firm agreement. Now, before you make a firm agreement, what has to happen first is that you make a very clear decision about what you're going to do and why. And then you make a firm commitment to yourself or to somebody else that you're going to do something very specific coming from that firm decision. You consider it non-negotiable. And what does it look like in your everyday life? It looks like when you make a date with a friend, you intend to keep that date. You don't let the friend sit there waiting for you and not call or not show up. It looks like when you say you're going to pick a child up from school, it's not a maybe, it's a definite. You do it. You say you'll do it and you do it. You show up. It's like paying your electric bill. You get it in the mail, you know the consequences of not paying it, and you pay it. You don't have to debate a lot about whether you should do it or not. It also looks like what happens most every day if you're working is showing up for your job. It's a promise. It's the same as a commitment. It's very definitive. It's when you think, I will do X. When you say that to yourself or to anyone else, it has integrity behind it, which means that you're putting into action something that you believe in, a very strong principle that demonstrates to everybody else, this is how you live your life. I say something and then I stand behind it. And if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So when you have integrity behind a promise or a commitment, you have honesty when you make that promise and you are fully 100% intending to keep your word. Now, how is this different from when you say, I'm going to try? When you say that you'll try, actually, you're giving yourself an immediate out. You have not made a firm decision. It's much weaker than a commitment or a promise. As my colleague Linda Spangle says, you're either interested or you're committed. It would be nice if blank happens, but you know that it may not. That's what it feels like and sounds like to you inside your mind when you're not committed, but you're interested. Oh yeah, that would be great if that happens. But when you say, I'll try, what happens is you're actually destroying your own credibility with yourself. You're kidding yourself because you're giving yourself permission ahead of time to fail. Yet you can still say that you tried versus very clear cut. I will do blank. Can you feel the difference in those statements? I'm going to try to do that or I will do that. What do you say most often? Do you make commitments or do you generally just try? Now, why does it seem easier to commit firmly to things that we're going to do for other people versus things that we think we're going to do for ourselves? Well, when it comes to doing things for other people, other people may very well indeed hold you accountable. Depending on what you're committing to do with or for someone else, there may very well be a consequence to your relationship if you don't keep your word. What I want you to see is that there is also a consequence to you. And there's a consequence to your relationship with yourself every time you break your promise to yourself. And this is not just with weight loss, but with everything. But we tend to brush this aside. You may fear somebody else's disapproval more than you fear your own. Or you may be so used to disappointing yourself 
that you stop paying attention to that feeling and you just let it go. You feel that feeling and you let it go. And it just adds to the general disappointment that you might frequently feel with yourself when it comes to keeping these promises, especially in the area of how you eat and how you take care of yourself and whether you're dealing with emotions with food. And when you do this over and over again, it eats away at your self-image and your self-esteem and your self-respect. It is not a great way to live. It doesn't feel good. Which brings us to why this matters. Why does it matter to keep your promise to yourself, whether you do it or not? And what could you gain from doing it? Well, you want to break old habits like eating when you're not hungry, or eating way past satisfied, or putting yourself last on your own list, or continuing to react to any uncomfortable emotion by just eating it away. You know that these things don't work, and they don't give you what you want, and you know that if you kept your promises in these areas to you, that you would create new pathways in your brain and these new things would become habits. They would become much easier. Eventually, they would not require that much thought. But it has to all start with keeping your promise to yourself. Another reason I want you to consider making this a priority is that by keeping your promises to yourself, you're going to be gaining trust in the most important person in your life. And that is you. You'll know that when you say something or undertake something or promise yourself something, you know that you will do it. There will be no doubt, no worry. You will just know. And also you'll feel more in control. What's happening right now is that you make a lot of promises and rarely or very sporadically keep them. And when you say you'll do something and you actually get in the habit of following through and doing it, you'll start to feel more confident and believe that you mean what you say. You will be walking your talk. And this feels really, really good. So how do you actually go about learning to keep all those weight loss related promises that you make? Well, there are two big things. First, choose an area that you want to work on. I want you to look at one thing at a time and I want it to be small. I know you want what you want and you want it quickly. I know that. But we have to build up to it because as you know, looking at what you've done, trying to do everything at once and jump from a zero to an eight in terms of getting to a 10 to accomplish a goal, it doesn't work. It just keeps throwing you back down to zero. So choose one small thing, one thing at a time and deal with those thoughts that come up telling you that this is so small, it just won't count. What's the point? I want you to do it anyway. We're talking about weight loss. So let's look at the areas that it could be in. It could be in that eat category. Maybe it's pause before you eat and check in with yourself because without that, you're just eating on autopilot. That could be your small thing to work on. It could be in the area of think. Notice your mood, identify what you're feeling, and allow yourself to feel it rather than eat. I know that may sound uncomfortable. I know it may sound frightening. And the reason it does is that you're not doing it. You have to do it to experience it and see that you can handle whatever mood comes up. Or it could be in the love area where we're talking about doing things for yourself that feel wonderful, where you're making time for yourself somewhere in your busy day, you're making it a non-negotiable. 
something really small, but you have to do it. You have to promise yourself you'll do it, and you have to do it. I like to think that if I can't find even a few minutes a day to do something nice for myself regularly, then something is wrong with that picture of my life. And if you have that issue, I want you to consider that maybe you need to look at the big picture of your life. Now, these are really small things, right? And you'll feel, you'll think that they won't make a difference, but they will all add up to what you want. And the fact that they're small is good because your lower brain is not going to sense this huge dramatic change. So it's not going to try to keep you from making that big change. Remember, the goal and the purpose of that lower brain is to help you be on autopilot, to make things easier for you. Your lower brain wants you to stay the same to keep you safe so you won't get that inner rebellion. So the first thing you're going to do was pick one tiny thing and make the commitment. The second thing is, I want you to create a new way to talk to yourself while you're doing these tiny things. You need to counter the old thoughts. And the old thoughts, remember, are, oh, this doesn't matter. Who cares? I don't care. Or I can start tomorrow. And I want you to counter those thoughts with things like this, but in your own words. I do care. It does matter. Starting over and over never gets me anywhere. And always remember, when you get the thought, I could start Monday or I'll just start tomorrow, that is a message that always comes from the part of your brain that wants to keep you doing the same thing. That is not real. It is not what the real true you actually wants. And when you notice what you're thinking, I want you to create new thoughts. And the new thoughts are going to be something like this. I keep my word to everyone, including myself. Better to take a tiny step than no step. I'm going to really show myself what I can do. I'm going to do this imperfectly, but done. Done is the new perfect. Here's your action step for the week. I want you to think about this. Do you keep your promises to other people, but not to yourself? Think of some specific examples of where you do keep your word, but perhaps not to yourself. And where do you keep your word to yourself? Second, I want you to identify what your lower brain says to you right when you're on the verge of giving up on that promise. Write it down because I want you to recognize that voice and know what it is and don't make it mean anything and know that this is something that you're not going to respond to. And then I want you to come up with a brand new keeping your promise mantra. What will yours be? I'd love you to share it with me. Tell me an email or come into my Facebook group and we can talk about it there. That's it for our coaching session today. You know what you need to stay focused on and you know exactly what action step you'll want to take this week. In the show notes is a link where you can get a downloadable free copy of my book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. I do hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and that habitual overeating habits step by step until they both become something you used to do. We know that is your ultimate goal. But for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.